All right, guys, it's episode 413 of the Golf Podcast. You might think it's a slow news week when you think like what was the top of the news this week was Brooks Kepka's new hair color. <laughs> you might think that that would be a slow right. news week, but right. we actually do have a lot to talk about. And one thing I want to get into in a minute, we're going to talk about another of Tiger's incredible, seemingly unbeatable records unbreakable unbeatable right? which really be broke. it came mm. to light this week you know at tory pines with with jordan spieth we'll dig into all that but the first thing i gotta hit you with i know you haven't even had a chance to finish your your morning coffee here yet what do we got we gotta pick it up we gotta dust it off and we gotta get right back into the old slow play debate okay because that is the big you know I guess hot button topic going around Twitter these last couple of days. We had Daniel Kang. Have you seen this? You know, I, I did. Let me tee it up for anybody who, who hasn't yet teed up. Huh, there's my my pun of the day. We're, we're only a minute into the. <laughs> you podcast. only get one per show. You only get one so. per show. So made some news. Uh, uh, Daniel was she was in contention. Um, obviously, uh, it was the the Gainbridge LPGA uh, over the weekend. And um, club pro guy who, who, by the way, he's a hilarious follow on on Instagram mm-hmm. and on on Twitter. So I mean, it, it's funny. And that's there's a certain degree of this that some of this I think is a little bit tongue in cheek and humor. You got to be able to separate some of that out, right. you know, exactly. from from what is taking shots and what's kind of funny. But he did it in a really funny way. Daniel Kang, she took a really long time over a putt. It was an eight foot putt, and it was for par. But keep in mind that a miss would have dropped her out of first place in the tournament. So it was a big putt. Uh, but he said, um, can Daniel Kang hit an eight foot putt, a uh, par putt before someone can run a half mile? Damn. Let's find out. And he, he put these two side by side. And all I will tell you is that I won't put you through boring you of watching this whole thing. Cause it is a minute and a half, but I can tell you that it came down. Uh, it was very close. Yeah. It was a close race between the two. Yeah, it was pretty darn close. It was pretty darn close. And so she ends up, she missed the putt. She misses the putt, yep. bogeys the hole. She ends up losing the tournament, not just because of that hole, but she lost the tournament, I think, by a stroke to Lydia Ko. Right. Uh, so again, it, it wasn't, there's no, I don't think there's any meaningless strokes or meaningless putts out there, but it was it certainly wasn't meaningless. It was, it was an important putt, um, but still the debate is going to come in of this minute and a half. Now, Daniel Kang is also somebody who's been in the news before and been hotly debated for slow play. I remember with the Solheim cup, she caught a a lot of heat uh, there too. But then of course we started to see Twitter going back and forth. Mm -hmm. So um, the guys at no laying up tweeted, they said it was a blustery day and her group is still in position versus one of the most notoriously slow players in golf. Isn't the comp you think it is and random drive bys on LPGA uh, players pace bore me to death. So clearly coming to the rescue, I, I believe they're they're friends with um, Danielle. So a, a little bit of coming to the rescue there. Um, Who else but, can entered in there? I saw a couple of the PGA Tour pros. Yeah, Byung Hung Yaan. I just butchered his name. Sorry. Uh, ha- entered the chat pretty quickly, uh, and he kind of he kind of was taking the position, you know, defending Club Pro Guy. Uh, one of the things he says, um, he talks about, you know. Game of golf is not about playing fast. It's to shoot low scores. And it was just kind of going back and forth. I won't lose you in the weeds. Right. But I want to kind of talk about it and get your take on this. What What do you think? Is there a remedy or are we going to debate slow play forever? Should there be a, a penalty? If so, who's going to penalize them? Yeah. What's your thoughts here? 
Um, I mean, I'd love the idea of penalizing them. I know you're kind of against it. I mean, you were talking well, about define penalizing well, just by strokes, not Stroke by money. Penalty. Because I think I think penalizing them during the round does ultimately hurt their wallet, right? Every place you drop, every stroke you, you, you gain or, or lose, I should say, you know, you're dropping down the leaderboard. You're losing money fast. So like, hey, listen, you better play fast or you're not going to win this tournament. You have no shot if you're just going to keep being penalized. Sure. Versus, I understand your point about, you know, it's it's a tough way to win a tournament when the guy ahead of you was penalized. Right. I, I don't, these guys are competitors. These gals are competitors. I don't think that any of them want to First win because somebody else lost a stroke because of slow play. Um, you don't think a win is a win is a win though? No, but here's the thing. I, I Pace of play, mm -hmm. it's a big hot topic. I get it. But it's technically, it's not in the rules of golf. Right. So not. I don't think you should be penalized by something that falls outside of the rules of golf. Now, I understand that the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour come with their own set of, I don't want to call them rules, but their own set of like guidelines. They're, they're things that, that players have to follow, right? And one of those things that they do have in the player's handbook, it should take about 45 seconds for a shot, right? So there's a lot of ways that these players have to abide by the, the guidelines of the tour. For example... You know, there, there are certain standards of ethics and, and stuff like that, things mm -hmm. that they can't say. You see, like, Justin Thomas getting penalized for, for cursing on the golf course, right? Because it's a business. It's a business with a broadcast. Right, exactly. You know, it's a broadcast that has to be kept moving. It has to be things like that. So I don't think that the space to do it is with a stroke penalty, but I'm okay with if you want to come down with financial penalties for them being outside of the guidelines of the, you know, the the sort of the but, rules that they've set forth. But then you eliminate all of the top echelon golfers who don't care about money. Yeah, I I get it, but on the same token, like Bryson's not going to change his routine. I mean, he specifically said it on the Rick Shields podcast the other day. He goes, "I'm at a position where I'm not playing for money anymore. I'm playing to win." So I think he's going to take his time. If this panel, if this rule went into force tomorrow. Where someone was going to be fined ten thousand dollars or five. Well, I mean, then fine. You, now uh, you're separating two different classes. What of about golfers. this idea then? If it got really, really bad, if it got really to the point where you couldn't take it anymore, what about beyond? You could have a structure of both monetary fines and then also suspension. Okay. Now these guys don't. We're talking. You're not in contention. If you can't, if you're not playing, you're not in contention. Right now you're missing and having to sit out a couple events. But I think what it comes down to is first you got to ask the question like, who is this truly harming? The slow play. So one. You got to think 90% of the motivation is because it's broadcast, mm -hmm. right? So people are chiming in because they're, they're, they're tuning out. Like, don't forget the reason why we have such big prize money is because people are watching and you're selling sponsorships against that. That's it. If right. it's taking a minute and a half for an eight foot putt, people are changing the channel. I get that. But the other person that I, I wonder if it's harming, and I want to see what you think about this, would be the, the people that you're playing against in your group. So you get like a guy like, okay, Bryson. You think about Brooks Kepka, who has expressed before his disdain for slow play. Mm -hmm. But these guys are also pros, man. You can throw a lot at them and it doesn't take them out of their game. It doesn't phase That's them. That's true. So the question I have is, do you think I, where I would only be okay with assessing like a stroke penalty or whatever is if in some way it hindered the play of somebody else out there. If it created a, a but I situation. Think it does. You think it does? I think it does. And I think it even sends a ripple back to the groups behind them because it's going to start slowing everything down. And do you think that the guys playing at that highest level, their actual game and their ability to perform is affected I, I by, so. by slow play? Yeah, because it's that one little variable. It's like, you know, when you're just, you're in that, that, that lane on the highway and you're just cruising and then that guy moves over and you go, oh, dude, you had to slow down. He took me out of my group. 
improve. Right, right. I think that happens and to a lot of these some guys. some frustration. You know, and I, th- I think that's the case. I mean, personally for me, I think that the easiest way to probably fix this is start everyone with a, um, with a warning. Right. right? So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if, if you happen to have taken long, very quietly, the rules official maybe pulls the caddy inside and was like, he was over 45 seconds on the last shot. Next next time, it's, it's, it's a penalty. So the broadcast, like nobody really even knows about it, but the player does. I get it. Where, where you're going to get into that same debate of it not being fairly applied across the field mm-hmm. is that there, again, golf is one of the only sports that's like self-referee. There's no that's referee, true. right? You would need eyes on everything. So player. you need eyes. So what happens is, mm-hmm. is that the, the groups in the lead, the ones that are that are that have the most attention, the, oftentimes a lot of this low play stuff is called in by fans watching it at home right and they're calling into rules officials it's the people who are unseen so i don't think it's fairly applied across the board to everyone so so the reason why i say this Mm. is like golf i think should continue to be you know a sport that's self-refereed so you assess the own penalties on yourself you're not going to put a shot clock on yourself no one's going to do that while they're out there not going to sit a timer right Mm -hmm. you don't want to introduce referees where i think that it would be best applied would be it, after the fact, when there's time to review that tape and stuff like that, that's when whichever tour it is, the LPGA tour, the PGA tour, if you're like a repeat offender, they call you in like happy yeah. Gilmore getting called into right. the, the yep. you know, the commissioner's office and they sit you down and they say, as you said, warning first, Hey, listen, you know, the, our guidelines are, are clearly laid out in the handbook. It's 45 seconds. No problem here and there, but you're taking a minute and a half every time. We got to issue you a warning. Right after that, it's going to be a fine. After that, it's going to be a bigger fine. Eventually, leading to if you're a repeat offender who literally has just said, "I don't care, I'm going to continue to do it." Right. Then it's don't show up to Augusta third third offense. Right. I'd be like, all right, well, that'll speed things up. That'll speed things up. But (laughs) but again, I think that it's just not like basketball where you can have a shot clock and it could be the same and it's always hard and fast applied golf is too dynamic there's too much in this case in this case there were some fair points made about the weather which was was really you know variable that day we had 15 mile an hour winds swirling in different directions right so she'd read her putt and then the wind would change and mm-hmm. then at the so I, I think that there's certain degrees where it can I think it's got to be a little bit more of a uh, a subjective thing and it's got to be like more of it, if it becomes a problem you bring somebody and you sit them down i like it i think it's a great approach but i, I don't mean, like the idea of out there hard shot clocks it has just no way to apply it to everyone i don't think the like game the should start having down. referees i think one of the beauties of golf is that it's it's a, a self-police yeah. sport it's almost like an employer like review at the end of the day at the end of the event right. you call Step you in into my like, office yeah i gotta talk to you for a second i like that that's interesting. But I want to hear what you guys think, so yeah. make sure you drop them in the comments. Uh, or if, if you're in our, our brand new leveler group, uh, let's get a chat going about it. Let's talk about it and see what you guys think, uh, which, by the way, you can join by going to golfvisi.com slash clubhouse. But I thought that was interesting. And, of course, we're, it's not the first time and it's not the last time we're going to hear that debate. But um, I, I give credit to Club Pro Guy for putting a little spin of humor on it and putting it side by side with a half mile because I never would have thought of that myself. That was pretty funny. That was humorous. That was good. Um, Anyway, quick pivot here. One thing that I got to say is that it has been so cold here. Like too cold. Way too. I mean, it's just- Like it angers me. I feel like, especially here in the Northeast, those mid-January to like end of February are the hardest probably six weeks for any golfer. 
Mm-hmm. It's like you don't even want to step outside. It has been I'll look at right now. Time. It's come up to a nice warm twenty-seven right now. It's actually really, really. It was zero this that. morning when I woke up and, and looked at the temperatures. Zero my, degrees. My parents who live in Florida for these four months, they're complaining. It was like in the forties and the fifties the last couple of days. Oh. They said their iguanas are falling out of the trees and dying. Like it's weird. <laughs> but I'm like, guys, it's zero here. All right. Zero. I'll, this I'll is the anything. hardest. But the good news that we do have is that we're only three weeks out from our trip to Innisbrook. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm so excited for that. Um, Just to play, and, and I love these trips. We talk about this a lot. We get so much done. We create so much content in these short periods of time. We're playing five rounds in four days. Yeah. There are going to be some um, sketchy matches. We're going to play matches. There are going to be some sketchy matches because you and I haven't been on a golf course since uh, we got it. We got a round in right before Christmas. That was our last round we played before January snow golf. hit, right? We played January golf. Which, which Wild we, turkey. We did the... Uh, Frozen greens. Remember the greens are frozen? Yeah. Why do I? Oh, I was, was thinking January. of another video. We, we did, did three right before, club match before Christmas. Right before Christmas. So we got, yeah. okay. So we're not that far out, even though that was, if you could call that golf, what I we mean, were playing we out are there. Taking, it was so cold. We're taking swings. We did the Ryan Hager swing lesson. So we're yeah. getting our swings in. We're getting our swings in here. This is a lot more than we were getting in past winter months. I yeah. feel like so. I think we'll but be But okay. you lose a little bit of that feel not being on the course. So I'm so super excited do. to be out there. And we've we've added another course to the itinerary, right? That's right. The uh, the good folks over at TPC Tampa Bay. Big thanks to our, our buddy, Rob LeBritz, for yeah. helping with that connection. Um, but uh, we're going to be there on Tuesday. That's actually going to be an epic day. Reminds me of our Pinehurst Tobacco Road, Pinehurst Number 2 Tobacco Road, because we're playing the Copperhead course at Innisbrook with the stadium uh, seating up for the uh, Valspar. Then from there, we're getting in the car. Probably going to get some fast food on the way. You know Because you know us, right? Yeah. We're on the go. We hit uh, then TPC um, Tampa Bay, which, dude, both courses, they look epic. They do. It's I mean, a, they It's going to be a day too. of golf. It's going to be a, a day of golf. It's going to be a week. I can't wait. Uh, su- uh, yeah, super excited to escape and play a little bit. And then... Uh, Tampa, Top Golf, Tampa Bay, Monday night, we're thinking. Yeah. We could proudly say that we're going to be there. Nothing too fancy. We're just, we're, we're literally going to go in there and rent the bay and just chill. So yeah. if you're around, come have a drink, hang out. Yeah. So d- definitely stay tuned for the, um, uh, you know, our social, like, you know, especially Instagram. We'll announce it there if we're going to, yeah. you know, what where we're going to be and all that type of stuff. So you guys can come meet up with us. Um, all right. So we've got, like I said, we've got some new stuff we want to dig into with Brooks and stuff. But for, first, let's talk a little bit about. Tory yeah, last let's stay week. with the warm weather vibe. Tory Pines. Tory Pines. Of course, look pure. It beautiful. really did. I, I mean, it. It, it, Tory is always going to look great. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had some wild antics kind of at the end. And and unfortunately, we if you guys are watching this on uh, YouTube or on Facebook, we can't show any of it because the PGA Tour would be jumping down our throats if we showed two seconds of a clip. Yep. But most of you, I'm sure, have seen it. If not, we'll, we'll kind of describe it here. But Zalatoris with a heartbreaker of a missed putt that yeah. would have won in the tournament ended up going into a playoff uh, here. At least we've got a freeze frame we can show you. But um, all yeah. I can tell you is in the last, it has to be what the last three centimeters, this thing took a hard turn left. It just said, no, thanks. It just was like skirt, yep. you know, and just like, a, and it, it literally, it, it was just one of those things. It looks like it could have fell either way. If yeah. it falls an inch to the right here, he wins the tournament. Falls an inch to the left, we go into a playoff, and that's what ends up happening. Well, His yeah. face there it, says it all. That says it all. I mean, I don't understand why that ball, it just turned. Was there like a dent in front of the... <laughs> well, you see him mouthing, so saying, it broke left, you yeah. know? And yeah, it could be just like the slightest little depression, especially with it moving that slow. Now, that being said, 
you know, the, a little bit more pace on that putt. It could have probably just moved through whatever that was. Of course. But uh, one thing I'll say is that I love watching Zaltoris play. I'm look. I'm excited to see a lot more from him because he's just he's a fun golfer to watch. He really is. He's got a couple of wins under his belt coming. No I doubt so. about it. No doubt about it. So this is not going to be. Any it was the Masters that. where he really shined. Right? Oh, big time! Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's it, my he's my dark horse this year for the Masters. For you the think Masters? he's going to okay. repeat his luck there? Huh? I, I mean, love it. I do think so. I think that he just he's got a good vibe around that course, and he did I, make I, it. He, look he's easy. just got the game for it. I think like, he's never really like. To me, it never seems that he overextends himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he always kind of plays within himself, and it's fun to watch. He is—that's it. He's just fun to watch. He's got tee to green. He's got—he's got a lot going for him. And I just—I'm just enamored by the amount of power he generates he for power. such a small guy. He's a guy who looks like, you know, a wind gust could knock him over. Right, right, right. and uh, he just he, the way he gets low and he turns that in his entire body. We we were talking recently with uh, Ryan Hager about upper and lower body separation. Talk about upper and lower body. The, the things that he can do and the way he contorts his body is simply incredible. It really is. I'm um, jealous of that. But we had Luke Third. List. You know, when w- ended up winning in the playoff, just incredible the way that last hole went down. Speaking of rules and stuff like that, you know, they both end up with their drives literally six inches apart in the bunker. How cool is that? It was it was crazy. Oh, Look at this. And uh, <laughs> uh, you know, on the left was List, and he had a fried egg lie. Mm-hmm. Um, Zal Torres had a little bit of a better lie. But what's so interesting, and I was kind of like, every once in a while, I'm not a big rules guy. I don't mm. nerd on the rules. But every once in a while, I, I find some of the, like, the scenarios fascinating. And this was one of them. So Zalatoris, it does not have the option there to, to have Luke List mar- um, to mark his ball. Zalatoris can't mark his ball. Right. The only way he can is if, if Luke List believes that his ball is going to somehow affect his play. Then he can ask his opponent to mark his ball there. Right. Whatever. So I guess, you know, it was far enough away. These guys are pros. They're not going to clip the other guy's ball like we would, right? Mm-hmm. So he just, you know, he plays it as it is. But then by List playing his shot, that has then altered the lie for the worse to Zaltoris. Right. Zaltoris then has the ability to basically bring his lie back to as close to as possible to what it was. Right. So that's when his, his, it's his wild. caddy came in like a surgeon mm-hmm. cause he can't hit while well, Zalator's ball. And he just kind of like raked Break that it. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Long story short, it was a whole lot of like uh, drama for nothing because they both put their ball to the same spot in the fairway. They both had right. a play on the spare. No one was reaching on that par five. And then after that list just played a shot that was just unmatched. To tap in birdie, yeah. Yeah, to a tap in birdie. He taps it in. And then uh, Zaltoris did have a chance to make birdie at a l- much longer putt, but I think the frustration was still in his head from that last missed one. You could tell he just wasn't gathered there. Yeah. And uh, he missed left again. He missed on the low side twice. You can tell when it, when a pro does that, you know, something's in his head a little bit. Yeah, big time. Um, and then Luke List, you know, won it. And it he was the first PGA Tour win. Good yeah. for him. I mean, he's been close before. Uh, it was a fun event. I mean, it, it was, it was odd. We're gonna talk about the Saturday finish in a sec, but the, uh, John Rahm, he seems to be a course horse. I mean, he was our pick fantasy pick. John's had a lot of great stuff happen to him there. He got engaged there. He got engaged. Um, US Open. Yep. Yeah, he's won, um, and we'll talk about him, yeah, because world number one. But this is another one why, you know, hats off to Luke List for winning. You know, this was no slouch Armors. in the field. Mm-hmm. And um, John John could have could have won that thing, you know, and uh, he just 
at the end it didn't keep up the pace but yeah it's it's unfortunate but i think we've got some some big w's coming out of rom this year for sure uh jason day here's another tory horse he's mm-hmm. won the farmers before uh dude loves tory finished third so yeah. it's good to see Jason Day in a top three again. I couldn't be more happy about this. I am a big, big, big Jason Day fan. Mm-hmm. I've always liked him. I've always related to him. I struggle with similar back issues that he does. I, I, I share and understand his frustration. The guy was world number one, been taken out of it by some of his injuries. But I think he's starting to get into a spot where he's made some changes to his swing and things like that, that right. will give him a little bit more longevity. He's going to be able to play uh, and, and start to be in contention again, but he's also such a genuinely good guy. Her, I can't tell you how many, just from being around the sport and being in the industry, how many people, and I've not had the good fortune of meeting Jason myself in person, but how many people have said uh, just great stories, Oh, cameras off people away. Like, no, you know, it, it doesn't have to be the nicest guy. And there's like stories of him just being an incredible, like yep. human being, just like yep. a nice guy. And, uh, I know he's got a great backstory with what he's done with his family and stuff. So I'm always pulling for him. And the other guy I'm pulling for to co- make a comeback is Ricky. Ricky had a nice, uh, nice week. He sure did. And Made some swing changes. 66 fired a 66. Um, and yeah. inter- interesting. Some I'd of the swing changes that he's made, you know, I'm yep. sure he's doing a little bit of adapting to family life. You know, he's it's a dad tough. now. Having a newborn is tough. Yeah. If nothing else, uh, just mentally kind of. Mentally. Some, some, sometimes it can, you know, a little bit take you out, like change your perspective a little bit. But I think um, Ricky's not done. Don't hang up it's your fine. orange hat yet because Ricky is, he's not done. He's I, not done. I have an opinion on that. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Now that he is a father, I think that that gives him even more reason to change his game up, rearrange the swing and get back out there motivation. to winning. Yeah, I think that fatherhood is going to be his biggest well, motivation going into 2022. We've definitely I, I seen it. that motivation working that way too. Think yeah. about all these guys who, uh, like recent winners who, like uh, Hudson Swafford, he, he, he made a comment, he won recently, and he said like it was cool to win with my first time in front of my kid mm-hmm. who's now like one. Right. You know, so like they, they definitely, definitely motivates them. Um, but it also mentally it takes you out because a lot of times when you're newborn, your new father, I mean, just from experience, you want to be there. You want you don't want to miss those moments. So if you're flying across the country, you're playing these events, like you're not there, it's tough, but, but there's something, look, I, I think, think he's got his swag back. I, I agree. And I think there's something we can all learn from this as like your everyday golfers. Like we, it's so funny. So many of us fall into this trap of like, we go to a lesson, they tell us something and then we think, oh, you know, we're fixed, but then we get frustrated when it, we, whatever. Here's an example, like how much work Ricky has, has taken to change his swing, to make these subtle swing changes. Mm-hmm. And he, I loved how he described it. Because now remember, what he's mainly working on, he's slowing his takeaway. He's trying to work a little bit more on his tempo, right? right? Just kind of, and he said, I felt like I was swinging at about 60% and it took three hours to get to the top of my backswing. Jeez. It just shows you how su- subtle changes in the golf swing can f- have such dramatic feels. And it, look at how long it's taken. And don't forget, when I say long, for us as golfers, we feel like it's, it's a long process and we're putting, what, a couple hours a week into something. These guys are putting hours a day, a- hours every day into their swing. And then when they're making a swing change, it still takes them months and months and months to do it. So he's saying like he's not, and this is the frustrating part, I'm sure, at a PGA Tour level. He's saying he's not getting his full numbers right, right. now. He's not getting his full he's distances. speed yet. Right, but he's more controlled uh, and he, he feels like he said, I, I just need to make sure the club is at least a little bit better spot and everything's working together a little bit better. 
I'll be able to create more speed once uh, things feel a little bit more comfortable, just trying to make uh, sure that we're doing things right. Right, get the motion down, then we'll add the speed. Exactly, yeah. but but if you're even not quite there yet in this transition and you're firing a 66 at, at Tory, I'd say that's pretty hopeful. It's pretty good. It's pretty hopeful. But yeah. this is, again, that's another thing that you can learn from it because every time we work with, with a good golf coach, they'll tell us any type of changes, make them at slower speeds, half speeds. And he's like, if you can't, and, and I remember, I don't remember who, who told me this, but one coach once said like, if you can't do it at half speed, how do you expect to do it at full speed? So it's just like, you should be mm. doing this, whatever the new move or whatever, the, like in this case, like the takeaway, if you should be able to do it a hundred percent of the time at half speed before you try to go to the next and dial it up, just t give it the time it takes yeah. to develop. That's the thing. We don't have that patience sometimes. Right. It's frustrating. <laughs> right. But, uh, but Hey, I hope he wins and I hope yeah. he makes a statement win, like a master's win, like something real big. Oh, that would be, don't give me like a, like a Wyndham championship win in yeah, like the well. fall. He's got to make the Masters before he can That's true. win the Masters. So maybe I'll back that off a little bit. Give me a player's yet. champ. Give me another player's champ. There I would, yeah. I would just like be an happy Arnie right Hill. now to see. Yeah, Ar that would be a, that would be a great be a spot for that'd him. That would be a great spot. That would be a spot for him to win. But, I mean, just to see him back in contention in majors is going gonna, is gonna to be happy. But um, we got, we got to talk about this with Tiger. Yes. Right? So big. The, the reason it hit the news is because you had Jordan Spieth, who had the longest – current consecutive cuts made streak on the PGA tour, you know, at 20. So of course that brings back to light yet another really just, we're going to debate whether we feel it is or not unbeatable. Like they're going to use the word unbeatable, uh, or unbreakable tiger woods record. So here you've got, uh, Jordan Spieth at 20 and you want to take a guess where tiger was one was a 142 142 consecutive cuts made on tour from 98 to 2005 i i mean and spieth was the closest absurd at 20 at at so, 20 you know he had his streak at the so it just shows you like a current streak on tour is 20 and you're not even an eighth of the way there right you know 142 you're talking about going multiple years without missing a cut yeah i I mean, the question is, will this consecutive cut streak by Tiger ever be broken? I'd say no. I think it's one of the, the it's going to go down in history as one of the greatest sports achievements or streaks. Yeah. It makes me wonder, are there other unbreakable records out there? I don't know. Zach. You got anything for us, Zach? Yeah, I got a couple. What do we got? Let's see. Wow. Okay. 502 consecutive. I do like these consecutive starts. I'm thinking like uh, Manning and some of these guys, right? So or, these are great. I'm thinking um, Brett Favre consecutive Favre. starts. Drink. Yeah, there you go, Favre. Because especially now you're talking hockey, you're talking football. You know, these are things to stay healthy no one, for that I, many years and be able to right. play. Those are. Do you know how much of a grind 500 hockey games in a row would be without <laughs> taking one off? I can't imagine. Like I don't even know how many are in a season. Frank's is, talking about his back hurting playing a little golf. Right. Imagine playing 500 hockey games. 500. That's like five seasons. And you know what? Tiger also probably has the streak for, I mean, he doesn't probably, he does own the streak for longest at number one yes. in the world. And, and I that'll that, never be broken. I don't think that'll ever be broken. But but the reason too, like talk about longevity and stuff like that and the strain, got to think about it in golf too. You know, although it's not necessarily, I mean, you can make cases in different ways. as physically a grueling of a sport, obviously, as football or hockey. If you think about it, if you're making the cut every single week, so now you're playing four rounds every week, you're playing the weekend every week, and then moving on to the next tournament, 
that in and of itself is an endurance race because yeah. these other guys, you know, if you miss, you think about it, on average with PGA tour, maybe you miss one out of every five, five cuts or, or, or something like that, five to 10 cuts. That's a couple days off or it's a couple days to gather yourself, do something, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Tiger, it's no days off, man. <laughs> it's During no that days streak, off, He's it's... every weekend. It's true. It, it is all, it is too on the flip side, the only sport that you can withdraw and not affect that streak. So oh, really? If things aren't humming on a Thursday and you're plus nine Because you didn't turn, miss the cut because you withdrew? You, Tiger, how many times has Tiger pulled out because he's been... I don't want to quote that he's injured. He was, but he wasn't himself in round one. He just gets the car and leaves. I'm not clowning this record. I mean, this is an incredible record. This is a Tiger of old, too, by the way. this is. I don't even remember an instance of Tiger withdrawing like that. Tiger, in when he, when I remember he, when the he made back, the back fusion comeback, yes. in, in that stretch, he had a lot of cases where he withdrew from a tournament. I remember him like going to his knees that time. The Those injury. have led to withdrawals. Right. But which, I don't remember, remember just after yeah. round one, be like, I'm not feeling it and, and just well, packing it in I the car. On that? But also the streak was 98 to Right. This was peak Tiger. So yeah. right. I'm not d- discounting that at all. I'm just saying as of late. I, I, mean, I could be wrong. I just don't, I don't particularly time I had remember ever an instance where Tiger just wasn't feeling it and packing. The guy's a competitor. He's a pure competitor. I mean, I could have sworn. I could be wrong. We'll have to look that up. We'll have to look that we'll up. Have to, I mean, I remember definitely during when he struggled with those injuries, he had those withdrawals when we were just hoping that he could get in there and play four rounds and especially the peak of the injury and I'll, I'll never get burned in my head when he went down to his knees and the grimace and you just, you're yes. just hoping for him. Yes, but uh, I mean, those were very poignant withdrawals. I don't remember ever just like a, I mean, Tiger, he, he won one with like a broken leg. <laughs> like, I don't think this is the type yeah. of guy who's just like, the US eh. Open. Yeah. right. So he had a withdrawal here at the Northern Trust after round one in 2019. I'm just going back to that time frame here because I'm not going to be able to sleep. 2017 to 2018. Okay, no WDs there. <laughs> hold on, hold on a sec. I think it was, th- yeah. This guy's trying to make the case that like he had a, he had a bad, you know, breakfast burrito and decided to call it a round. <laughs> I don't. That's not Tiger Woods, man. <laughs> He's not always Rain Man. Yeah. I don't. I don't see many withdrawals. I take it back. Sorry. Yeah, you were thinking about. I think Smiger I was thinking about one particular. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> that other guy that on other tour guy. who just withdraws with <laughs> the wind changes. I honestly think it was that one time at like Liberty National we saw him just grimace to his knees and went. Yeah, out. yeah. No, I'm saying I remember big injuries. He couldn't compete. He'd go home. But other than that, Tiger, Tiger was there, you know, to play. I still don't believe it. But okay, go ahead. All right, but either way, mm. uh, it's an incredible. But I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you drop in the comments. Are there other? Uh, records in, in, in sports, especially streak records, you feel like will be just un, unbeatable, unbreakable. Uh, but I think that Tiger's Cuts made one is just going to, I can't imagine someone ever matching that, especially with the pace. Like we talk about speed, we're talking about numbers of 20. Somebody making 50 cuts in a row would be just way newsworthy, let alone 142. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm lost in the weeds right now on Tiger's yes. results. But I, went, I went back to 2005. He did miss a cut, but it, I don't, it wasn't a PGA Tour event. And that was probably where the streak ended. It was the F- Funai Classic at the Walt Disney World Resort. Oh, a classic. Oh. <laughs> he dipped out to go over to Disney. So that's probably where it ended because that was 05. Imagine if the Disney Classic was the one that <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't uh, feeling it. He shot a 73 on day two. Okay. Okay. It's, right, that's sorry. when we know it's officially time to move on. So yes. let's talk about Hold this on. week. We've got the AT&T Pebble Beach. Yes. The Pro-Am. Pro-Am's always fun. Uh, it's my favorite. It's a great. Uh, 
favorite thing is that just that Bill Murray keeps showing up. He, he keeps makes showing that pro am as far as I'm concerned. Keeps dressing in, in wild gear and he keeps making the fans laugh. I love the pro am. You always got the same faces. You see the guys. You like, got gamers uh, in there. You got gamers. Big you got gamers. like uh, Dar- I know Darius Rucker plays well. You um, get the Manning. You get usually get like a Manning brother in there. You get um, who else? Don Cheadle's usually there. Yep. Larry Fitzgerald. That guy could play some golf. Well, look very interested to see what what Macklemore, Macklemore shows up wearing, especially now that he's got his own apparel line. He'll have his 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 stuff on, which is pretty loud. Yep. yep. You know, which he is, has which a good time with it. He's got a good time with it. A lot of football players. Jake Owen. Little, I love uh, I love the Macklemore vibe because um, I think he's really like kind of encompassing of a lot of the way the direction we're seeing golf where it's becoming more a lot more culturally revel, uh, relevant and you're seeing more young people get into the game and you're seeing more style culture get into the game the whether you agree with his style or not it is like you said it's loud but is that I, the bogey boys the bogey boys yeah but I I think it's it's cool like bring more new demographics you're talking about bringing like a I like a young, like, you know, hip hop vibe to it. I'm all for it. I love it. I'm I mean, I think it. it's great. It, it seems like, yeah. a, it seems like a really cool, it seems like these tour events. Like we talked about the American express at the concerts. I, I love the vibe of these events. Yeah. It seemed like big parties, especially with the celebs. Zach, this was that old Bob Hope desert classic pro-am, right? It just moved over here. Back um, I, I think that's where it ended up shifting. I don't think so. This was the, the, Bing, Bing the Bing Crosby. Oh, the Bing Crosby. Bob Hope was, yeah, two, two weeks I ago. I thought they yeah. moved that desert one over to here. No, there's a lot of those yeah. same names. No, Interesting. The, the Bob Hope Desert Classic just had like 50 different names, but so did this one. I think all these pro-ams any of these, any of these revolving door names. That have been Either around way, we gotta for, get out there. For, since 1937. But uh, some names in the field. One that I'm going to say to look out for, somebody who we've had here on the show before is Lonto Griffin. Yeah, he's starting to uh, trend. Yep. I think he's he's moving in the right direction, and I think you could see any week you could see a breakout win from him. Um, also, you know, like I said, Zal Torres could could follow that up, use that as motivation. I hope he does use that that you know last week as motivation to to kind of really I, turn it on instead of like sometimes something like that can cause a bit of a slump, especially a putting slump. I hate to say it, I just hope yeah. it doesn't happen. I would put some eyes on this kid, Aaron Rye. This he just won his Corn Ferry event, mm-hmm. uh, first one. He T six at Tory last week. Now he's jumping over to Pebble. He's trending too. He needs and an Instagram though. He doesn't have an Instagram. He doesn't have an Instagram. Gotta get an Instagram. He'll get there. He'll get there. He'll get there. It takes time. And then Phil won five times here. I mean, you can't bet against him. No, what? no. Phil Phil has still got wins under his belt. There's no doubt about it. Um, and then the other big win we saw was Victor Hovland. Dude's on fire. Seriously. He is. He is. And it raises the question, like, where, where do you think 2022 will hold for Hovland? I mean, does he take over world number one? Is the yes. question. Yes. Zach, yeah. Zach's a big Hovland fan. Big, big Hovland guy. Big Hovland guy. So you're going to say Hovland jumps over Rom. Um, and I, it's funny because I'm saying that Cantlay is going to be the guy we're going to see in the top number one next. Okay. He's in fourth right now. You got Morikawa. I would two. say if if I had to choose one of them, I'd say Morikawa, but I make more make the case like, why does there have to be a next? I think I think John holds on to the spot for a while. Yeah, he's playing too true. well. He's just too. He can that's, be too dominant. That's the beautiful thing about golf. Anytime you hear one of these interviews or you talk to any of these players, they always come back to the same goal, right? They want to be world number one. They want to be world number one. They want to win the Masters. Right. Those are the big. But I ones. feel like world number one is it for you. That's just like that's what you want to put on your resume, and you know these guys are going to be fighting for it. And with all these guys so close, and like this guy needs to lose, this guy needs to win. We may see a shift. I mean, Rom just has to go on a little slow streak, and one of these guys has to get hot and forget it. Yeah. But, um, well, look, Rom was in contention, like we said again last week. I, I think he he's he's just one of those guys who's going to be always in the mix at the majors, 
And I could say you can make that same argument for Morikawa because he's been he's been the guy who shows up in those big events, no doubt about it. And can't argue with the season that Cantlay had last year. And uh, of course, Hovland has got he's got the youth and he's got the game. He's, yeah, he you definitely know, does. His win last week kind of shows that. But can you? I guys, don't know. I don't think I think John Rahm right now. I don't know if he's stoppable. Can you guys kind of explain to me how the world number one rankings? is taken into play because there are two different tours going on right now. We have the uh, DP World Tour and the PGA Tour. How does that translate? Yeah, that's a good question. Hovland just won the DP World Tour event out in Dubai. Is that more points than Luke List is getting for winning a good question. Tour event? That's a good question. I, and I don't know the exact off the top of my head. I know there's a detailed point system because you see these guys drop down really quick when they are out, when they're injured and they're not playing and they're not racking up points. So uh, how the point weight goes off the top of my head, I don't know. I don't know um, You know, one tour versus the other. Because I think Hovland can just, if he stays playing on this DP World Tour for a couple more events, I think that if there's not as much competition, like if Rom is playing against all these studs that are playing like Pebble Beach and, you know, if Hovland's not there and he keeps winning. Yeah, but that's it's a tough comparison because like it was no slouch field over there. It wasn't Rory. Rory was in the field. Rory was in contention too. It's a no slouch field over there, but it's de- I, I definitely wouldn't say it's the same as... No, it's certainly not. And I think most times when they go head to head on the schedule, the guys are going to play in the PGA Tour events. Um, they just usually it's like it's just they're after those FedEx Cup points. There's they, you know you can't be away from it too long without getting, you know, because you'll you'll slip behind in the FedEx Cup points. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's I don't know how much of it's a strategy play versus just um, just making sure they they fill in their schedule with the, the events that they they want to participate in. There's a whole chart on there, Zach. So if you want to just get lost in the sauce one night. Yeah, we you, expect, can, you can get all nerdy. By the next episode, we expect a full report of It gives you European breakdown. Tour, 24 full. points for first place. PGA Tour, 24 points for first place. I want Whiteboard Zach. Japan Tour, eight, 16 points for first place. Like It basically gives you your answer right whiteboard, here. Whiteboard Zach. Just break White, this whole thing yeah. down. Like, hey, how, how, let's um, see it. Anyway, lots more stuff to talk about. Let's First, let's just do a quick break. We'll do a word from our sponsor. All right, this podcast is sponsored by Titleist. The evolution of the T-Series advances Titleist even further in their mission to produce the best irons in the world. New materials, new processes, and new refinements power new precision that must be felt to be believed. And guys, I'll tell you what, our DMs have been full with a bunch of you who've been getting out there, getting fit for the new Titleist T-Series irons, and it's just been a revelation. Uh, a lot of you have made the switch to Titleist because of it. Uh, I know we've been really just uh, enjoying the heck out of the, the new fit. I got the T200s, the T300s. We dove into it in our what's in the bag, uh, and it's something that no doubt about it, you got to put it on your list this year. It's something that you have to try. Each model is an instrument of exacting performance passed from Titleist R&D to Tor Pros to you. It's the Titleist T-Series Precision made, precision played. Check out Titleist.com for more info. And FootJoy helps make every day playable. We layer up. We continue to grind. I mean, in fact, this week and next week, we've got some fun videos coming out where we took on the cold weather. Sure we did. played some matches, and we layered up. I mean, we rocked those phase one base layer, that thermal thermal undergarment that just kind of sticks to your skin, but it's comfortable. It helps you swing through the hybrid hoodie, which you'll see in this video. Dude, that thing was a lifesaver for me. Kept me warm, and underneath that uh, Hydro Tour jacket, which I just keep raving about. You guys probably saw me uh, talking about that in my What's in the Bag video. I love that jacket. It's perfect. For something so thin, 
it's, it just keeps you so warm. I don't get it. I don't understand the technology, but they nailed it. You have to check it out for yourself. Visit footjoy.com and pick up all the things you need to make every day playable. All right. So we told you about the top of the show. We were going to talk about this. Rex Kepka's new look. Now, let me ask you something. Is what is it? Is it is it fashion, bro? As he says, or is is just is Kepka just the ultimate troll? Sometimes there I feel like, like this is, <laughs> of course, all the memes have come out. Of course, um, but yeah, this here, here, wore it better. Yeah. You know, a lot of people saying flashback, like uh, what is this, like you know, early two thousands again or whatever it may be. Um, but he unveils this this haircut on uh, on his Instagram, and of course, the the internet caught it, and it just kind of ran from there. But um, I, I don't know. What do you think? Is he just is he just kind of in a way just kind of trolling us? I, I kind of feel like he's one of those guys who likes to do things just to see what reaction he gets out so. of him. Because I truly believe he's not he's not a type of guy who's insecure in any way that he's worried about what anyone thinks. Right. Yeah. He's definitely Kepka's doing it not to worried about what anyone, He's having fun. But do you think he's just yeah 100%. stirring the pot? I mean, look what the internet does when he does things like that. I mean, come on. I mean, look at this. I mean, you want that type of. Uh, I mean, I know you guys aren't Game of Thrones fans, but there it is. I gotta chuck. I love it. (laughs) Pretty much anybody with with short blonde hair, you're gonna throw them next to Kepka. I think it's a cool move. I mean, people were ripping him, but uh, how it started, how it's going, love it with JD. I think the the cool thing about it is how he embraces it. Uh, Even like changing his profile image to like the kid with like him with a blonde hair. Personally, though, it's not my style. I don't know. I mean. I don't. If I was him, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go this direction. Um, go back to that that picture of him with uh, John Daly there, and I, I tell you what, Brooksy's looking good there. I don't think you mess it up in the top. Yeah, he's all clean in the top, Cleans and then from nice. top to bottom. You know everything. Do wait. Did he? So he shaved the goatee because then he would have had to dye that. He would have. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd have a real look. We'd have that's like a, a guy fury look at that point. Guy. That's a whole process. Yeah. Town. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like a, a guy fury look. That you, but you I, definitely want to avoid that. <laughs> Go I'm ahead. give it to him because I'm guilty of it. I actually, um, I went, fr- I went blonde frosted tips in college. Oh, no. I need a photo of that. I don't know if I. Want I don't to do even that. remember that. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Did I know you in college? Well, we've been cousins for a long time. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> you don't remember that. I have to I dig. I'm going to dig up that. the photo. I know it's on my Facebook somewhere. Okay. But uh, there's also, I mean, okay, you could say that everybody in, in that era, I wasn't, but everybody in that era was doing the frosted tips. But this is this is taking it to a different level. Yeah, this is when you go This full. is blonde to the roots, full slim shady that that kept, I I don't yeah, know, but, but Brooks isn't the only one that's done this. We Listen. have multiple PGA Tour pros that well, have dyed their hair. Tiger's like even done it. Tiger's done it. We got John Rom. Rom has done it. Uh, or are those fake? We got these are fake. no. These are fake. These are fake, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had me going too. At first, you had me going. I'm like, wait a minute, that looks so good. I'm like, then you see He Man Phil, right? And right. I'm like. Well, by the way, I think he wore it the best there. Yeah. Bring yeah, Phil back yeah, up. He, yeah, yeah. Phil might have to do this. Thor, there he, he is. No, like, I think that's that's legit right Phil there. Phil needs no. to do that. This I, I this is Phil needs to do that for you sure. You know, this is like uh when you realize Zach is very new to the game. Yeah. That he bought in fully on those photoshops. <laughs> He's only been watching the PJ Tour for about a year. <laughs> Come on now. That yeah. Come on now. I'm no. Just trying to add some comedy to this. You yes. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. But no, but guys really have done it. Um even you go back, Tiger even dyed his hair. That was I don't a think while we have ago. a picture. But a while ago, right? Mm. It was true to the time. Listen, 
Get you know, we're pit. talking like the Justin Timberlake uh-huh. full on everybody doing it type of thing, dying the hair in like 2001. Right. Not hey, if I can 2021. Make... <laughs> <laughs> Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. If I can make money from this pit program, start at the year, start blowing out social media, not have to take a golf. You think longer. it was a pit play? It's a pit play. Come out of the gate strong. Plus, he's also getting married this year. It's going to be another pip enhancer because they're going to be all over in social media. Did I even even heard officially have they had word that the pip is back in this year? Why or is it just a oh, one and done? I just assumed they were bringing it back. I haven't heard official. Maybe they just are. Maybe it's going to be a year over year thing now. I wasn't sure if it was just a one-year deal. They didn't have the PIP meeting yet. The, uh, there's been no PIP rumors. Pip. The player incentive program for anybody who hasn't seen yeah, it, which Phil that. took home last year. Uh, it's all about getting those views on social, and these guys, get, uh, these guys get- Roast the game. Um, speaking but, of social, we got, we got a, our, our little look-alike contest here. Mm-hmm. So it's been said before that you know Mike looks like Ed Bassmaster, oh, and all, more recently, lot. been compared to Jimmy Kimmel. Now that one, I don't I know if I can buy in on. I don't get that one. That was so, weird. <laughs> there's Mike with Ed Bassmaster, wow. and I'll give you like one at least one funny story. We when mm. we were heading to YouTube Golf Day, so YouTube was the foremost on our mind at that moment. We get on a plane. First thing that happens on the plane is this guy's like looking at us funny, and he keeps looking, looking, looking. And I'm like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "I got to get your attention." He's like, "Are you that YouTuber?" And we're like, "Now we don't know how to answer this." I technically, sorted. it's I like, like "Yeah, well, we're going to YouTube Golf Day because we're kind of YouTubers, right. you know." But we he wasn't. With it. He didn't mean us. He thought Ed Bass. He thought he was on plane with Ed Bass. And I quickly showed that photo to my wife the other night. I just like flashed it to her, and I go, "What do you think of this hoodie?" And I turn around, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, let me see." She looks, she's like. Wait, that that's not you. Like, she hesitated. Well, she's your wife. If anyone should know. Yeah. It's her. You know, because it had the AirPod. It was like textbook me. Right, textbook. But I've... Okay, but the so Jimmy Kimmel thing, I don't... If I you don't get in care. the comments on YouTube, I've heard the Ed Bassmaster thing a billion times, but this is the Jimmy Kimmel was a first. So this was somebody... I see the beard, maybe. I don't know, but let's see. They, this is this is the so clip where Jimmy they... Jimmy Kimmel is getting it. I don't yeah. have the video, but... That's fine. So there's the clip. So Jimmy Kimmel, that's where Jimmy Kimmel reference first came up, but I don't see it. If you guys see it, let us know in the comments. I don't see Jimmy Kimmel. I, I do see Ed Bassmaster, yeah. though. And, and literally, they, it was like six or seven people said Kimmel. So it was enough people to- Right, it was enough people to- Which made me like, really? Right. Yeah, but this Ed Bassmaster is just so funny. I've laughed at this photo so many I'm, times. I'm dying to get Mike that <laughs> We need a collab. That he wears. That when he goes, the psh, psh. I'm dying to get Mike that sweater and just play around like that. It just be great. That is good stuff. Makes me wonder, like, uh, how many percentage of our YouTube clicks are because people think they're about to watch an Ed Bassmaster. (laughs) I don't know. He played golf golf in that sweater. Yeah, exactly. All right, unbelievable. Um, I want to talk about what we said before that this this golf ball designed for players to break eighty. Yeah, which is interesting. Interesting little spin and take on a golf ball. But first, um, we got something land on the doorstep. We have not opened yet. I want to do it live here on the show. All right, All right. This so. is like our first uh, on the podcast unboxing. Yeah. So this, this is what showed up, and just just in time Sorry. for our trip. Let's talk about the Innisbrook. So this is just this week, just announced. And if you're not watching the show, we're talking about the FootJoy new fuel, right? And I'm not going to put this here because I don't know if you share it's, that superstition, but it's I've got bad that luck with the table. I yeah, don't. Do you it. can't put. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, my father would be like, get those shoes off the table. Yeah, this morning he's around the kitchen floor before I left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Left shoes me. on the table is bad luck. If you guys have heard that before, let us know. But that's what we've heard. Are you ready? New like, shoes. We haven't opened these yet. Haven't opened them like, yet. True unboxing. I don't even know what colors they sent us. No they idea. Sent us they could these. be hot pink. 
<laughs> I hope they're not. Pumpkin, you it's a hot pink. Let's are see what they are. Ooh. Okay. All right. First, you got to bring on the heat. Well, we were just heat. complaining how cold it was. So. Oh, yeah. They got my number here. What do you got? Oh. They know it's Same well. ones. Oh, look, at this. look at this. We've got the same. This is Sometimes they're smart in that they send us the same ones because they know we'll fight over them yep. otherwise. Whoa. Absolutely loving this. Look at this and shoe. So light, man. Come on. So light. But this is cool. I like to see this, like some pops of color. Like not over, like I love, I, I usually wear white, white shoe. I love a white shoe, but then just like that pop of color underneath. How'd they get this so light? Super light, man. I'm going to buy the boas. <laughs> in you want the fuel in the in the boa? Yeah. Yeah. I like the boa. It's nice and clean, but I don't know, something about a lace too. These are slick. Yeah. Super slick. Stability bridge. Power no saver. Excited to dig into that. We'll get more for this for you guys really soon. Super cool. Gotta love it. Very cool. So thank you for right, we'll joining us. Later Always on. treat us right. We appreciate it. Yeah, and if you don't follow us on Instagram, get over there because we usually have some fun, quick flash giveaways with stuff like this every now and then. This has already been unboxed. We got one more thing. What I do you got show there? You really oh, quick. yes. The so jet black. the new SM9 wedges. We just had a video come out on our main channel. First look. We are going to get fit for these. And one thing that was one of our favorite things that we did two years ago with the SM8s is we did a, a big giveaway where we got you guys involved, where we had a little contest for designing the stamping. And then we put it to a vote. And the winner got a, a full custom set. Yeah. So we want to outdo ourselves and do something similar this year. So if you're not already subscribed to our main YouTube channel, the Golfist YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe. But I tell you what, the more I hold it, the more I'm digging that jet black finish. I haven't done it before, and I might I pull the trigger this time, Mike. Yeah, I know. And uh, Zach, are you guilty? Have you hit? Were you hitting this in the sim yesterday? Oh, you know it. That's yeah, I can that, tell. that's why the contact is all over the place. <laughs> it's yeah. all over the map here. All over the face. It's like an explorer. Here you go. Lucky it's <laughs> not on. Uh, lucky it's not on the back. Yeah, good we thing. are going to do the full fitting for these. Um, we are. But but stay tuned and and make sure you check out the video because I tell you what, just the initial feel hitting this thing. I posted a short clip the other day. Just, it just felt so good. Yeah, and that it video is on so our good. YouTube channel. It came out two days ago. Check it out. Make sure you guys first look. SM nines. That's for sure. Um, so let's talk about this golf ball, right? So, so yeah. Wilson announced this golf bold ball. Claim, huh? Very interesting. Specifically saying it's designed for helping break eighty. I wonder how much of that was because that is one of the biggest demographics of golfers. I think so. And uh, you got to yeah. wonder the, the amount of this that's marketing versus the amount of this is that's reality. Yeah, this is 100% buzzwords. Yeah, I think there's a lot of part. Now, there's some truth to it. It's a three-piece ball. Um, I think that once you get once you get to that point in your game where you're on that cusp of breaking 80 and you're, you're playing at that level, I think most people will migrate to away from a two-piece ball at that point anyway from a performance standpoint. Right, so you think about all the premium golf is balls. Is that a three-piece ball? The triad. That's a three-piece ball. It is okay. So I'm more so wondering if it's they're saying like it's kind of like your more entry-level affordable three-piece ball. Like, are they trying to kind of dip into the performance Maybe market with this yep. thing? Mm -hmm. um, but you know, the, the claim that they're making is a lot of stuff that I, I'd say was is actually not really new. Like the urethane cover, and they're talking about like a little bit more spin. But one thing that they stick, they claim is that the ball flies straighter. And they're saying some some of the things they, they, they did with it, and I don't know enough about it that I don't want to see her down the wrong path and, and, and talk too much about it. 
but you can read it. We've got a great article on the website about on golfsc.com, but they're basically saying flying straighter and, and stuff like that. Now I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like when you're a guy who's out there firing 79, right? We're talking about break 80, right? Are you really looking for like that ball that flies straighter? I mean, I feel like at that point ball? you're a gamer enough that you're a little bit working the ball. You, you wouldn't want a ball that works against you. You wouldn't. No. I feel like if it was positioned for like the break 100 market, break. I'm sure it's got to move the ball. Right. What do you mean? Like, I mean, we say this is a ball that just only flies straight. Yeah. No, it's not like an illegal golf ball. That's what I I need. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Because they do have, they have those. They have have illegal golf balls that like with the dimple pattern. It's harder for this ball to shape. It's saying it'll. Got it. But they're also making this claim that like it, it rolls truer. You know, on your putts. Um, I'm mean, gonna see if I can. They, find they gave specific one. like. I need that too. Strokes gained on. So that you know, they're, they're throwing like MOI and stuff like that around. But um, let's see here. I mean, I'm a big believer in in being fit for a, a golf ball for your game is gonna help you score better. But right. But they had something here that I, they're talking about, like, and I just it just kind of raised my eyebrow yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. about like. Uh, so it says. Having uniform density between all layers from core to cover, the triad should roll more true by by eliminating variance in the construction. And like, okay, like I think personally, if your golf ball has so much variance in its manufacturer that it's 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 like, you know, out of round that it's not rolling true, you've got a bigger problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Like uh, if you think about it, all the the premium major golf balls at this point, the tolerances, we've even been so fortunate to actually tour the 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 Titleist, the the facility, the ball plant three where they make the Pro V uh one, Pro V one X and all those. And at every stop there are so many spec checks and it, it's just they x-ray they literally yeah, x-ray absolutely. every single golf ball to make sure that it is that it is not out of round in any type of way and the tolerances are, are levels that you can't conceive of so that's nothing new to me it just makes me wonder if it's more so like sure maybe your real budget golf balls maybe have a little bit less of a um a manufacturing tolerances there maybe you might be dealing with a golf ball that doesn't roll true. Mm-hmm. So in that way, is it, is it just really just introducing a slightly more premium ball? I don't know. Yeah, I think I it, we need know. some more time out there to see it and see what it, but some, yeah, some really big claims. They're saying that it, the triad will help golfers sink three more putts, hit five more greens and five, find three more fairways. All right, Zach, go cap. give it a shot. I'm calling cap on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. I just think that you where it. that would happen. You're shanking it. I think where that would happen <laughs> is if you took a good time. golfer, when I say a good golfer, somebody who's on that cusp of breaking 80 to start with, and if you, this is the first time of them playing a more premium three-piece ball, and, and prior to that, they had always been playing maybe like a distance, like more mm-hmm. two-piece, you know, you know what I'm talking about, a little right. bit more of a rock, yep. <laughs> rock hard golf ball. Uh, if, if you were playing that ball solely, and switch to this golf ball, then I could see some of these claims being true. Okay. Because I do believe in like a premium golf ball will perform better. You'll hold more greens. You know, you'll, you'll have a truer flight, all those types of stuff. So I think if you were coming from a real budget entry level two piece ball to this, you might see those things happen, but by itself, I don't think it's doing those things for you. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. But what remains to be seen. I know. I know. Speaking of which, we've got uh, him coming on the show real soon. Rick Shields. 
Yes. I saw he just did a whole video about this. I haven't had a chance to watch the video. I'm going to watch that before we get him on the show, but um, he tested it. I'm interested to see his thoughts. Rick is one of the best out there at, uh, he is. at really- he- Making this digestible, yeah. understandable of some of the some of the equipment that's out there. So I'm interested to see what he says about yeah, it. Yeah, Rick does a great job with, with equipment videos, as we all know. And uh, he was actually supposed to be on today's episode, but he has scheduling conflicts, so we've moved him to next week. So I'm looking forward to that. We've got a yes. lot to talk. We're going to dive in. We're going to go way back to the the OG original, where it all started for Rick, and uh, going to ask him some great questions. So don't forget to subscribe because we're going to do a lot of those i think this year for sure with yeah, a lot we've of got great some people. fun guests mm-hmm. lined up and, and and it's a great time to catch rick because he just crossed a major milestone two million yeah i just want to know what's next like what else you know right and or where and like go back where it's over because like you see two million he's certainly no overnight success you know uh rick has been on youtube on the platform for like eight or nine years mm-hmm. so it's been a, a long and hard fought grind getting to that those two million subs and and well earned so we'll get in and we'll talk to him and, and we've already uh given you guys some of you uh who are in our our golficity uh clubhouse on leveler and also in our um facebook group we've posted it there that we're going to be having rick on the show and, and we always like to give you guys an opportunity to drop some of the questions you'd want to hear uh in there so we'll dig up some of your questions and ask those of rick you still got some time if you haven't done so already make sure you guys either you know hop in our, our new group you can go to golfisy.com slash clubhouse join the leveler group and uh post some of your questions there yeah it's fun 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 conversations come out of that group it definitely is all right guys so that's everything we have for you this week and get to the show notes by going to golfisy.com slash episode 413 you can also get those in the golfisity app to make sure you download the app it's free for ios and android if you haven't done so already uh and uh like i said a lot of really great interviews coming up so stay tuned for those and we'll see everybody again next week 